Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Monday, May 3rd, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And how about a big weekend, Coach? You did it for us. Lots of winners, happy members, great stuff. How are you feeling on Monday here after that great weekend? Oh, I'll tell you, man, I feel great, especially since uh, we started slow. We knew it was going to be yesterday, you know, we're, we'd have to finish strong in the late games. But when you're sitting down there in the lower 10% of some of your 50-50s and, and single entries, you know, you start to get nervous. It seems like a, a big road to, you know, hill to climb. And uh, we chopped away and passed into the cash line with about two and a half minutes in that late game uh, remaining, that Lakers game. So it was a long day. We jumped over the the mountain, though, and, and we got victories across the board. So it was a lot of fun. Great weekend. Uh, had a terrific meeting on Saturday with a bunch of our members about contest selection. And next week, we're going to follow up and combine uh, bankroll management in with that. So it was fun. It's always fun to win. It, it's fun to see people's reactions. We, we had a lot of uh, folks this morning get up and I, I don't know if they gave up on the slate or they went just went to bed earlier but they woke up to some surprise winnings today so that's always fun to uh, answer those uh, you know uh, stuff that they post in discord and say ah oh, beautiful you know great wins so fun weekend man fun weekend I do have to bring up one negative though man did I jinx the living daylights out of our man Keegan Bradley oh man Oh. Can you believe that? I, I, He was tied for the lead. I was going to settle in, watch the final five or six holes, finally had a chance. We you know, we, we mentioned him on our podcast as our main guy and betting him to win at 70 to 1. And then I, I swear to you, I got, you know, with basketball and baseball and everything going on, I got distracted for five minutes, typed something in there, and here, what, by the time I finished posting it, he had already hit one in the water. What happened? One bad shot. <laughs> He came out of it, got hit a gust of wind, missed the, you know, clearing the water by less than a yard, oh. and uh, double bogeyed, and then that was it, right on that back stretch. But yeah, tough, tough. But, yeah. uh, you know, bet him uh, top 20. So made, oh, good. made a profit there as well. But that 70 to 1 would have been really, really nice. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a good, good lesson. And, and, and last night was a good lesson in NBA talking about yes. the patience. You have to have right. patience day-to-day in DFS and within the slate. And, you know, we just waited for Lowry to crush it, and he did. That was huge. That was the key play. He was terrific in that last game. So uh, He was. He was the second-highest scorer on the entire slate, and he was extremely low-owned in a lot of of the tournaments, single-digit ownership. So, um, yeah, that was fun to watch, man. It's always great when your guy comes through like that. He buried some like Dame Lillard kind of threes, you know? He put the team on his back and, and got it done. So let's sort through who's going to put the team on their back today with this eight gamer, eight of the yes. 16 teams involved in a back to back, and three totals over 230, all on the earlier games, coach. So we got to get rolling here on the first half of this slate. We do. It, it may be after the early lead instead, in, instead of finishing from uh, off the pace, as, as you would. Uh, in a horse race, which my horse couldn't finish off the pace, he sat fourth in the Derby, by the way, and just hung yep. and uh, didn't quite get there. But that was fun, too. What a weekend. All right. I'm going to dive in, quit chattering here, because 
it's going to take me like 15 minutes just to name how many guys are out in the first game. Right. It's hilarious. There's more guys out than in. Uh, the first game on the slate is at 7 o'clock. So we have regular start time, 7 Eastern. It's Orlando at Detroit. Detroit's on the first night of a back-to-back, and they are definitely resting people. Um, it's only a, a paltry 210 total, so very poor. Uh, Detroit minus one, the battle of the uh, all uh, teams trying to get the first pick. 16th and 17th in pace, 26th and 16th in defense. But here's the deal, man. Orlando out is Ennis, Ross, Okiki, uh, Porter, and MCW. And then for Detroit, it's Joseph Plumley, Grant, Ellington, and questionable Diallo. <laughs> and so, Magruder and Okafor still out too. Yeah, they've yep. never come back yet either. So what do we do here other than, you know, punt, pass, and kick? You know what's really funny, though, Andrew? I, I sort of like a few guys here, and I'm almost embarrassed to say it because it's a 210 total and such a garbage game, but there has to be uh, two or three guys here that are going to get big, big mid-30s minutes. And I'll tell you who the guys are that I'm, I'm taking a gander at. Cole Anthony's playing really well. His numbers are getting better and better, and his price is decent. He's the one guy uh, at guard for Orlando. The other guy that was monster for me this weekend was uh, very cheap Mo Wagner, who played great minutes and produced, and he always produces when he gets the minutes. He's a, a minute uh, monster for DFS. So we, you know, his price uh, we'll have to look at across the, the three different sites. But those two on the Orlando side interest me, and then on the Detroit side, of course, Isaiah Stewart. Uh, I almost had a stroke yesterday. We picked up two files in like three minutes. I was furious, and uh, or two days ago, Saturday that was, and uh, and he still did well. Um, and you know, I think that this matchup against Carter, he should be just fine. I think he'll get big minutes. Uh, you know, it, don't worry about the only only the amount of minutes he was able to get in that last game because he was in foul trouble throughout. So, you know, it's hilarious, but I may come out of this game, even though it's a 210 total with two teams that have given up and probably have a few guys. And I'll tell you, Killian Hayes isn't bad either. I mean, it's am I crazy to think this is as playable for a couple of guys here? No, I think all those guys are in play. Cole Anthony feeling good after that game winning shot. Wagner, his price has gone up a little bit. Forty six hundred DraftKings, forty nine FanDuel. Still playable. Yeah. Uh, Killian Hayes, a lot cheaper than Anthony on the other side. Doesn't quite yeah. have the ceiling. Uh, Stewart, you know, he's he's slowly been priced up here over the last few weeks. 6300 on both sites. But yeah. you get him as a power forward on FanDuel, which is kind of nice. That's the key, yeah. And then you've got the Jackson uh, brothers, if you will. Uh, <laughs> Jackson 5, Jackson 2, uh, Josh and Frank. Those are the guys who get a lot of shots with all those guys out that you mentioned. So you could go with yeah. one of those guys. Um, not not big into trusting Bay, although he had a very good game last game. So, <clears throat> yeah, more, more likely one of those guards or, or one of the bigs. Stewart, probably my favorite play that I'll have in, in uh, a lot of my lineups. I'm with you. So we have exposure to that, what 
most people call garbage game. It's I think it's a good DFS game though. Yep, some opportunity for sure. But it does not compare to game two. Indiana, oh, Washington, the other seven o'clock good tip. Lord. I'm you got the big winner. That's the biggest spread of or the highest total of the year, I think, isn't it? Two forty five and a half is is extreme. It's up uh, up to two forty six five minutes ago on on uh, Bet US, so it's climbing. Okay, uh, Washington favored by four and a half, and what I love about this game is it's an island game for both teams. We have number one and number four in pace. We have the number nine and number ten seed in the East. So these guys are battling. This is a huge game. Um, love love the scenario. We also have. Uh, injuries on both sides that that help out a little bit we have on the indiana side turner out sampson out uh question question marks for brogdon lamb and goga and then sumner's probable um right on the washington side uh actually i don't think i have any key injuries over there do you no i do not all right so the key here is is indiana and i'm hoping that brogdon is out because i'd like to fire up lavert and have him just run the show. Uh, these guys are feeling good after destroying Oklahoma City by 57. <laughs> so uh, Lavert is squarely in the mix here. Washington, surprisingly, is up to 18th defensively, but the teams are pretty bunched up uh, in terms of those numbers from like 15 to 26. So yeah, they they're still bad. You know, they're defensively. still bad. I will say, I don't know if you caught it on on my weekend podcast. In the last month, they're ninth defensively i don't know how in god's name they've done it but they have you know ratcheted it up defensively just something to keep in mind surprise surprise they've been winning games too yeah (laughs) defense wins funny how those things go together yeah so um lavert is is squarely in play for me sabonis uh is probably a lock for me what kind of a game did he have holy crap only a triple double in the first half (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i think he was excited to to be in his former locale against okc and he just destroyed them um, yeah i you know i missed that narrative i i liked it but he wasn't even supposed to really play and then if he played you couldn't think he would play full minutes like that yeah well i mean he didn't need huge minutes to get it done no true so uh he's he's in a good spot here now that he's back in the rotation Brissett is is squarely in play for me as well. If those guys continue to be out, he's uh, been tough. His he's price has really, really gone up though too. It has, but he's still still making it. He's still yeah. making it the last three games. So yep. I like Brissett. Um, I do want to mention uh, a guy that I did some research on this morning because you know if if Goga's out again, I was trying to figure out who's the who's the backup big here, and it's Amita Brima who has come up from the G League. Uh, he's a, a pretty long, athletic guy. Got 12 minutes in the last game. And I watched some film on him, and he can really pile up the blocks. He, wow. can, also, he can also finish with both hands. He's also 3-for-3 three three on his free throws, which is a small sample size, but I like that with a big who can actually uh, shoot free throws. So I like his skill. The blocks, I mean, he, he's the kind of guy who can pick up two blocks on a possession easily. Okay. Um, minimum price is on he both gonna sides. Come, will he come in before Jakar Sampson, do you think? Yeah, because Sampson is, is, has been ruled out again here. That's the oh, key. Oh, he's out? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I didn't see that. So that's why I did some digging. Now, I like it. You know, he may only get 14 minutes, 
Uh, so I, I'm not sure I'm going to play him. But here, here's a perfect guy that if you play multiple lineups, or let's say you, you only play one lineup, but you play it in like 20 contests and Sabonis is locked in for you, it may not hurt to make one GPP lineup where you take Sabonis out and you put in Brima just in case it's a surprise blowout or something happens to Sabonis. Brima is going to take those minutes at a value at a value play, and he, I, I really think he can get it done if he gets more minutes. So there's a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, don't think I'll go anywhere deeper than that. T.J. McConnell's okay. been throwing up some duds lately. Yeah. Um, we'll see if Lamb gets in the mix. That would certainly take away from the other guys like Holiday and uh, uh, McDermott. On the Washington side, I'm ready to run it back with a couple guys. Westbrook, for sure. He was dominant against these guys when they played earlier. It was high he scoring. He was dominant this weekend again, too. He yep. is unreal. Yep. So when they played before, it was 132 to 124. And the only thing there was that Beal didn't play. But uh, Westbrook was great. Rui had one of his good games, and his price keeps dropping. He's 3900 yeah. on FanDuel. I don't understand that. That makes no sense to me for a guy that plays that many minutes. I know he's not great, but it just it seems odd to me. And he, in that matchup against Indiana, was 26-8-3. So he didn't Ooh. have any trouble scoring against Sabonis and company. Uh, so I like this as a perfect scenario where his price is dropping, his minutes are going back up, usage going back up. He, you know, I don't think he'll score 26 with Beal out there, but I think he'll pay off 3,900 pretty easily. So uh, those are my two favorite guys there. I may have come out of here with four or five guys, Coach. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you don't have multiple guys in this game. I, I think you're going to be chasing scores all night if you don't. Uh, it's just such a great matchup. I mean, I, I could make literally a, a, a strong case for the five starters for Indiana. If it's Brogdon, Lavert, Sumner, Brissett, and Sabonis, all five of those guys are playable to me. It's making the decision which ones do you play. I guess, you know, Sumner's the easiest fade because he's dinged up a little bit. But, you know, Brogdon and, and Lavert both are fantastic plays. You know, Brissett just keeps getting it done like you mentioned i'm just a little concerned about his price and i i don't know what to think with sabonis after that out of nowhere incredible performance but like you said this these are is an important game for these two teams they they're right in those last two spots for the play-in tournament you know and then the pay up i mean until they put westbrook at like 13 5 or 14 something that's almost not attainable price-wise, I just don't know how you don't play him. He just keeps uh, absolutely killing it, and he even shot the ball well in the last game from everywhere. So Westbrook's certainly high on my list. Um, you know, I I think Bradley Bill's in a great spot here, too. You know, if I may, I, as of right now, I have Westbrook in there and Lavert in there, which is going to take a bunch of money, but I'm not counting out the Brogdon and Beal part of it either. I've got to mess around with it. Uh, the the two semi-savings guys I'm probably going to go look to go at would be uh, Brissett and then Hashimura at that super cheap price. I don't think I'm going to try to follow up Sabonis with that big, big number that he had. And who knows what Washington's going to do. I don't know if you noticed the last game, but Gafford started the second half over Lynn. So yeah, maybe 20, they, he's... 25 minutes. 
I know. And if, if you told me you're going to give me 25 plus for Gafford, I'd take them in a heartbeat. And, uh, you know, I'm tempted to do that. But doggone Brooks, man, you just don't know all of a sudden if he's going to pull 10 minutes, you know. So right. uh, I'm thinking about it because, again, I still think, and it's it's happened once already, that, uh, you know, he's going to have a 40 plus fantasy point uh, night at, you know, 10%, sub 10% ownership. And I'd like to be on the right side of that since I've been calling for it all year. So I'm with you, man. Uh, I don't want to spend too long in this game, but it was important because half of my lineup tonight is going to come out of this game. Me as well. All right. Golden State, New Orleans. Talk about another juicy one right off the bat. We have uh, two teams playing tonight to play again tomorrow night. So We'll see where they all stand. Uh, Gold, Golden State is playing at New Orleans. Uh, the Pelicans are favored by three. It's a nice fat 237. We'd be hooting and hollering about that, but it's almost 10 points less than the game before it. So interesting. Great pace, two and nine. And defense, Golden State, seven hanging in there. We know the Pelicans struggle their 27th. Uh, for me right now, I have Pascal, Lee, and Oubre out with Wiggins questionable. So seriously banged up Golden State there, which brings a lot of guys into play. And the only Q tag on the Pelicans is uh, Adams. Um, I played Jonathan Hayes, took a took a, a one-out-of-year playbook, Andrew. I was thinking about you on my GPP yesterday. And uh, Jackson Hayes, Jackson not Jonathan Hayes, yeah. Hayes. Isn't Jonathan Hayes a football player? I think he is. Anyway, Jackson Hayes, uh, yeah, he did great. He and, and Hernan Gomez did fine, too. Yep. So, you know, if Adams is out, those two are both playable in this game, without question. Uh, Lonzo Ball was, was other than up until Lowry blew out the doors, Lonzo was my probably my best play yesterday, uh, this weekend, too, because Lonzo uh, Saturday had the second highest score. He was in the 60s, and so he's... He's playing ball, and, you know, I, it was funny because I liked the matchup, and then in the back of my head I thought, you know, and this is something, this is where what you get with coach talk that no one else ever talks about these things, but the psychology of Lonzo taking the court against a team he could smash on the night that his brother is returning from injury yep. and got all the headlines. All you read everywhere is ball returns, ball returns. Well, he's ball as well. And I think that he sees his little brother getting all that attention. And, you know, he wants to say, hey, I've got game two. So I think he's on a bit of a mission right now, you know, to get in the conversation, you know, to at least distinguish between LaMelo and Lonzo when you're in the press. And I like that chip on his shoulder. And he played with it. He was firing away. And I think this is another situation where he's going to get a lot of shots up. So Lonzo is... The guy that I like uh, on the Pelican side, uh, I don't know if I want to pay up for Ingram and Zion this game just because of the Draymond defense. And, you know, I think they're both fine plays, but I'm just not going to have enough salary to do it. Um, really, the guy to play here is Curry because you've got all these other guys out and dinged up. Uh, you know, he's... Not playing at 100%, though. I don't care what anybody says. He is He's injured. His knee, his ankles especially. Uh, but, man, Pelicans don't defend. 
this could be a game he just goes bonkers. Um, you know, I, I, as of right now, I have Curry as my second huge payup guy. Uh, and I think I want to roll him out there with a little Lonzo. And really, my whole game, I'm going to have one spot left after this, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> but I just love these two games. I think there's all kinds of good stories that go with them. Situations with teams fighting for playoff spots, certain guys out. It's just a bit of a perfect storm for these two games. And they are the two highest Vegas uh, uh, over-unders on the slate. I'm not going to shy away from it. So the chips will be in the middle of the table early tonight for me, Mr. Hansen. Yeah, this one could be very high scoring as well. I don't like it quite as much just based on some of the price tags and the matchups. But Steph, I agree, would be the number one target. Uh, No surprise with uh, New Orleans and that bad defense, especially on the perimeter. Bazemore. Uh, is is playable, I think, mid-tier, uh, especially without Oubre and, and maybe not Wiggins either. Right. Um, if Wiggins sits, you may see Mulder get another start. Uh, he's a potential value play. I don't like him quite as much. Um, but I agree. I'm, I'm kind of shying away here from Ingram and Zion. Uh, we, you know, we can't forget that Golden State is seventh defensively. And even if Wiggins isn't out there, you, you've got Bazemore giving Ingram trouble. You've got Draymond to deal with Zion. So although it could be very high scoring, I just don't love the matchups for those New Orleans guys. Lonzo, probably a slightly better matchup, but you know he could get Bazemore or Wiggins if Wiggins is, is starting. So I, I like Steph here probably as the, as the key guy. And I probably am just going to use most of my spots for that Indiana-Washington game and Maybe more like a one-off out of this one. Wow. Okay. Don't don't say that I didn't tell you so. This game is juicy. Almost as much as Indiana-Washington. Yep. We will see. All yep. right. Portland and Atlanta. All right. I passed too... the rest of the games. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Portland and Atlanta. Uh, not too shabby here either. 234.5. Atlanta favored by 1.5. Uh, this is the only 8 o'clock tip. Back-to-back for Portland after that solid win against the Celtics. We've got slower pace here, 19th and 23rd, but we've got two bad defenses and two very good offenses. So that's how we get to a a nice high total. Uh, Injury news on the Atlanta side, Snell questionable, uh, Bogdan probable with the hamstring. Now, in this one, uh, I'm looking more at the guards and the wings here. Um, we know that the guards can do well against Atlanta and vice versa against Portland. So really all this, all the one, two, three for Portland in play for me, uh, there are better prices on FanDuel across the board. Same thing with Covington. Now that Snell piece of news is pretty significant. He's a very good defender. Uh, so he could impact this a little bit. If he sits, I think Solomon Hill will start again. Uh, he's decent as well, but Lillard, um, you know, really stepped up against Boston, kind of got back in the groove. McCollum also had his best game in quite a while. Um, so those guys are both in play for me. Covington, very tempting, uh, on FanDuel. Uh, it is a back-to-back, so not quite as fired up about him. Then with Atlanta, uh, Trey Young gets that great matchup. Uh, he's... 
you know, he hasn't been smashing lately. He's been dinged up, uh, kind of working his way back into the groove. So he's really a secondary option compared to these other pay-up guys we've already talked about, Westbrook and Curry. And then Bogdan um, might just be a little bit too pricey for me with a hamstring issue going on and Trey Young out there. Uh, so I, I don't think I'll get to him. And then Herter is getting more usage off the bench, but he's still a little bit pricey. So, you know, a pretty good game environment here. I, I still don't like it as much as Indiana Washington, but I wouldn't argue with especially any of the uh, one through four starters on Portland. Uh, it makes sense. Uh, do you think you could make a call for me uh, and and give DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo a call and let them know I need a little extra salary today? I know, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this game normally on a, a regular slate would probably be our feature game. And, I mean, it's it's just a great matchup. But I've, I'm probably not going to go there as much as, as crazy as that sounds. But I just I'm not going to have enough salary or enough spots. Uh, Damon McCollum played their tails off yesterday. That was a a close victory that they pulled out. They got a lot of minutes. So did Powell. So I think that plays against them a little bit. Covington, Collins, neutralize. Nurkic and Capella neutralize. So I'm not going to go there. But, you know, Trey Young is probably playing, I'm thinking, 75%. He just doesn't quite look like himself. So I think his ceiling is held down. They've made Bogdanovich so stinking expensive that you really have to take one of your buy-up spots almost to roster him. So I just don't like the mix of the slower pace, Portland on a back-to-back, and some guys not playing at 100%. So it is going to be brutal uh, to watch this and not have exposure. But right as of right now, I don't have anybody from this game. And... Again, on another slate, I may have three or four. So it just it is what it is. I'm with you. The next this next game is easy. Philadelphia at Chicago, Philly on the second night of a back to back. So I understand these two teams want to win. Philly wants to hang on to first, but I guarantee you. I mean, we're here in the morning on Monday. By by the time all the news breaks this afternoon, there's no way Philly's playing all their guys. I just don't see it happening. So I don't trust who's going to be in, who's going to be out. So I don't want to recommend anybody on that side. Plus, you know, uh, Philly's got the second best defense in the entire league, and they do slow down the pace. Now, pace is better than you'd expect, 12th and 11th. So they're both, you know, above average. But the line screams to me Philly is sitting a player or two because Philly's only favored by five, which you would think full board all their guys playing full minutes, they'd be a little bit more favored than that. And the, the total's only 211 and a half. And with these big 240s and 230s games, it's it's hard. You know, when you're talking about leaving, you know, projected Vegas 30 more points on the board, uh, that's enormous amount of DFS uh, opportunity. So, uh, you know, you've got the Levine doubtful and Vu questionable, yet uh, they're only five point dogs to Philly. So, and Philly doesn't, hasn't announced anybody out as of yet, but I, I look at multiple guys questionably. I think Joel maybe sits, maybe Ben, um, you know, he's still not playing at hundred percent either. So the total in this game, the situation with the unknowing who's in, who's out, uh, and all the, the monster games, this is going to be a full pass for me 
uh, pretty easily. Yeah, I'm not thrilled about this game either. If everybody plays, I could see a value play of somebody like Seth Curry, who's who's really shooting well lately, uh, up to 44% on his three-pointers on the season, really cheap. If Embiid sits, that'd be great. I'd look at Dwight Howard. On the Chicago side, if Vucevic sits, uh, Thaddeus Young was dominant. You know, he deserves to have just one name, Coach. It's, it's Thaddeus. I mean, I love Thaddeus, he although he may done. have to face Embiid if Embiid plays. That yeah. doesn't help. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, other than that, you know, th- these guys are pretty cheap without uh, without Levine, and they're getting more shots if Vucevic is out too. So then you could look at somebody like a Patrick Williams, a Temple maybe. Um, but yeah, in general, this is this is plan on it being a pass. Maybe we get some news uh, to give us a one-off. I'm with you. All right, the other 9 o'clock game, New York and Memphis. 218.5 total, Memphis favored by 3.5. And, and these two teams had a surprising game recently. They went to overtime. It was 133 to 129, yeah. which is a lot for the teams that are 4th and 8th defensively. New York is still last in the league in pace. I think that game went over by 34, by the way, Yeah, from that the was, Vegas spread. That was a shocker. <laughs> uh, we do have a back-to-back here for New York, although yeah. it was an easy win over Houston. Randall was dominant, but he only had to play 30 minutes. Barrett played 40, so you know he may not be quite as sharp. And we do have big news here, Coach. We've got Noel. I'm going to call him doubtful because he sprained okay. his ankle and actually had x-rays on it. They, they came up negative, but... I'd say it's unlikely he plays. Burks is also doubtful. He's trying to get his conditioning back after being in the protocol. So uh, if Noel sits, then Taj Gibson's going to be a key value play to consider. Really cheap on both sites. He's in that crowded power forward position on FanDuel. At least it's it's crowded for me tonight because there's multiple guys I want to play, including Sabonis right. and Stewart. Uh you know, he won't have the easiest matchup against Joe Val, but he should get as many minutes as he can handle. He did have to play 32 yesterday with Noel going down early. So I'm a little worried about him, um, but he's going to be hard to ignore if if he's starting at that price. Don't, don't think I'm too fired up about anybody else with New York. Uh, if, if Burks is out again, these guards are really cheap quickly. Um... So maybe a one-off. On the Memphis side, we've got Grayson Allen questionable with that hand injury. It is his left hand, by the way. Uh, Bain got the start last time, played 31 minutes. He's a potential value play. But I, I'm just not expecting as high a scoring uh, game as that last one. So even guys like Jaw, who ended up with pretty good numbers, I'm not going to go there. I think Bullock will guard him and, and slow him down. Joval becomes interesting for me if if Noel sits. I think he's got the the power and the size to uh, be effective against Taj Gibson, and he's he's a little bit cheaper on Fanduel. You could look there. Um, other than that, uh, you know, maybe a, a shooting guard for Memphis. I'm looking at Dylan Brooks at five thousand is a decent price, and Melton off the bench at forty one hundred. So if if Grayson Allen is out, I could see a value play with. Memphis, one of those guards, or possibly Joe Val. 
Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, we're back in this this scenario. You know, I'm going to sound similar to the last game, but we just have you know two two three games here that are so so perfect. It's hard to to really want to even go a one off. You know, you've got the slowest team in the league in the Knicks, and you have two of the top eight teams defensively in the entire league, fourth and eighth. So it's going to be slow. I know that Thibodeau doesn't care about minutes for his players, but it is the second night of the back-to-back. You know, you had monster minutes from Barrett last night. Uh, You know, even if he is going to play in big minutes, you would think he's going to have a little bit of tired legs, and he's going to have to drag Dylan Brooks around. So I have no interest in in those guys. I think Bullock can do a little, uh, you know, decent job enough to, to slow Morant down to some extent. Uh, not thrilled about the Bain splitting minutes with Melton situation uh, if Allen is out. And he's on the downside of questionable, in my opinion. I agree with you. I doubt Noel plays. So, you know, in a complete uh, emergency play, if you have to go Taj Gibson at center, he is super cheap, probably going to play, even though he played a lot last night, probably 34, 35 minutes. So not bad. Uh, just I, I can't pull the trigger to pay up for anybody, though, like a Joe Val, uh, et cetera. So, uh, th- yeah, this is going to be 100 percent pass for me unless some news shifts around that changes things. So pretty cut and dry for me. I mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to pull a guy out from those juice, juicy, uh, you know, smash it games to force a guy in. Uh, in one of these games where it just doesn't fit to me. So, all right, we've got two games after our slate. We've been kicking butt on the after hour slate, and this one is an interesting one. So we should have some uh, some good options for plays with these two teams uh, at the 10 Eastern <clears throat> spot. I've got, uh, let's see, San Antonio and Utah. San Antonio on the second night of a back-to-back, and we know – Pop pulled some of his shenanigans yesterday with some odd guys starting and rotating, uh, which you can expect. Utah's favored by seven and a half, not that much. Uh, 220 and a half is the over-under. Pace, not the greatest at 20 for San Antonio. Utah right in the middle uh, at 14-15. As far as defense, solid San Antonio 13th, Utah third. So for the third consecutive game, after having those bonanza games, we've got two teams that are slower that play good defense. It's it's amazing how, you know, usually we have the, the great offense fast team against a slower great defense team or vice versa. But the fact that the, the fast teams with bad D are playing each other and all of these, you know, good defensive teams slower are playing each other makes it pretty easy for DFS, in my opinion. But again, for the after-hour slate, let's talk about a few guys here because that's a whole different, uh, you know, whole different deal. Um, I doubt that I'm going to be using too many players from this game uh, in my main slate. But let's let's talk about the key news: Dejounte Murray is questionable. He's missed the last game or two, um, you know, and that's a huge, huge piece of the puzzle. If he's in. Uh, he becomes playable, I mean, if he's going to go without restrictions. However, and he didn't play last night, so maybe he's feeling close to 100%. They held him out last night, so he'd be fresh 
for this game against Utah. And if that's the case, then he may be the worth a payup because uh, we've got Conley still out and they have had trouble guarding point guards very effectively with him out of the, the lineup. So I need to see literal coach speak or, or beat writer saying Murray playing with no minutes restriction. Uh, that's the only way I'd play him, but I may give him a role if that's the case. Um, all the rest of the guys, um, you know, DeRozan's going to get Royce O'Neal defense. And, <clears throat> you know, I just, I know he rested last night and he's dangerous, but I don't want to spend up there with all the, the salary I've already used. The other guys are just all interchangeable. I'm not even going to waste my time with the Vassals and Johnsons and Pirtles and Eubanks and it goes on and on. Uh, so not going to even get think about any of those guys, even in a GPP. On the Utah side, it's the usual suspects in a situation where Connolly sits. When Connolly sits, either Ingles or Clarkson are usually pretty darn good plays. One or the other, generally six, seven, you know, maybe even eight X. But determining which one in this kind of a matchup for me is going to be determined on if Dejounte Murray plays or not, because he's <clears throat> he's an All NBA uh, type defender. And, you know, I, I want to if he's going to play, I think he'll guard uh, some Ingles and Clarkson and that would uh, move them off my list. So I need to see news there. You can always go a little bit cheaper with a Bogdanovich. He has been stepping up since, uh, you know, guys have been out and not playing 100 uh, percent. He has done a lot of scoring, but a little scoring dependent uh, against a, a game that doesn't have a ton of pace. You know, he's an option, but probably not going to go there. Um, Niang's okay. He's getting minutes with guys out, you know, low ceiling, um, you know, not not thinking about that too much. And I don't know if you watched Gobert that closely recently, Andrew, but he's had a lot of games with 20, 23 minutes, 25 minutes. He's not 100%. I think they're trying to now save his legs for the playoffs. So, I would I would assume in the back office there, the coaches have said, let's win games, try to get the number one seed if we can, but let's not do it and have an exhausted Gobert going into the playoffs. So I don't have any knowledge of this. This is just me watching, understanding a Quinn Snyder type strategy. I think they're what they want to do with Gobert is let them play 20, 25. <clears throat> maybe 28 in a close game minutes max, and then just let him keep fresh legs because they need him as an anchor defensively or they're not going to make it in the playoffs, not into the playoffs, but through the playoffs, I should say. So I'm I'm just wary of, of spending up for Gobert uh, under those circumstances. So not a, a lot of... Uh, uh, you know, options here for me. Going to try to steer, but I'm going to keep a good eye on Dejounte. Yeah, I'm. I'm really similar here on this one with San Antonio on a back-to-back. You would against Utah. You would probably have to pay me to get me to play one of these Spurs. Not only is it a back-to-back, but the key guys Murray and DeRozan have been priced up in a big way on Fanduel, and right. they've played overtime in three of their last four games. So it's just that's right. Uh, the stars are colliding. Let's avoid San Antonio on the main slate. We're going to have to consider them a little bit more on the after-hour slate. Uh, with Utah, also similar here. I would consider Ingles potentially 
or Bogdanovich, who really has been stepping up in a big way offensively without Conley and Mitchell, uh, but just not as excited about them on the main slate. Uh, so that that's it. Uh, let's move to the other game here at 10 o'clock. Denver and the Lakers ESPN game, 219 total. Denver favored by three. Back-to-back for the Lakers, of course, after losing to Toronto. On the Denver side, Barton and Monte Morris are still out. On the Lakers side, LeBron is questionable. He left early last night with some ankle soreness. Schroeder has been ruled out. So we'll get to that in a minute. But starting with Denver, again, on the main slate, I am just not not too fired up about this one, Coach. Uh, We've got slow pace on both sides, 25th and 17th. Lakers are still number one defensively. Um, so I just, I don't, I don't really like any of the starters price tags for Denver. Gordon continues to be ultra attractive at 4,300 on FanDuel, but he's not in Orlando anymore, is he? He's in Denver and he's out there to play defense and, and grab some rebounds. He's not there to score. So um, I, I think I'm going to try to avoid that temptation I actually would be most likely on the main slate to play one of these bench guys, Jamichael Green or Millsap. On DraftKings, they're both in the 3K range and getting decent minutes, you know, 18 to 20. So they could hit value, but this is mostly a pass for me on the Denver side. With the Lakers, I do like this a little bit better because if LeBron is out with Schroeder, then we've got a lot of usage to open up, and Caruso as the starting point guard He's only 3000 on DraftKings, 3700 yeah. on FanDuel. That's a great price. Uh, THT is also in play off the bench as that key usage guy running that show. Uh, so I like both of those guys. Kuzma, um, about 36 minutes off the bench yesterday, scored it. He's in the mid-5K range on both sites. Um, that's probably it for me. I think AD is a little pricey. Solid defense from Gordon. Uh, so really just trying to take advantage of, of those Lakers absences with uh, Caruso or maybe THT. Yeah, th- this is sort of a gross game, too. I mean, that's the only way I can say it. I mean, I definitely don't expect LeBron to play. Did you hear his comments, what he said in the press, by the way? I don't think so. Yeah, it was it was really alarming and, and sort of sad. Oh, he, the thing about had- not being 100% for the rest of his career? Yeah, he said he's, yeah, he feels like he's not going to be able to. So I don't know if that's the reality of he's feeling stuff body-wise with his ankle sprain and stuff that he just is trying to, you know, warn people he's not going to be the unstoppable LeBron here as he ages more and more and that bald spot on the back of his head gets bigger and bigger. You know, I mean, I told you before, and I'll tell you again, Father Time is the only undefeated (laughs) person that I know. Right. I mean, he gets you. So, yeah, that's that's a little sobering, you know, for LeBron fans for sure. Uh, you know, is it him just frustrated that he's injured, not feeling great? It could be. But, you know, we'll just see. I mean, it's it's realistic. I mean, he's played minutes like no one has ever played in the history of the league in the time frame that he's played it. And that's a fact. I mean, it's documented because he made the finals 10 years in a row or some lunacy like that. So, you know, it's got to catch up to you sometime. And he definitely did not look like himself yesterday, and I think he'll be out. They're going to try to probably just tool him up. They've already realized that, you know, 
just to get in the top 10 at this point, they'll just take wherever they get and then try to make their run because they have now fallen to sixth and about to slip maybe even further. So bottom line is, you know, LA's a bit in shambles. I do agree with you on the late night slate. Caruso's probably the best play at that price for the minutes that it'll get. I also agree that Talon Horton Tucker is an, a nice explosive guy to get off the bench because when he's in, they do look for him to score. He is a scorer, and they do get him the ball. So I think he's a decent uh, decent spot. Don't want to spend up uh, for for Davis on, on this type of slate or Drummond against the Joker. He'll probably get in foul trouble. Um, just not crazy about the game at all for the main slate. Two guys I mentioned possibly uh, in the after hours. And on the Denver side, I'm with you, man. It's Every time I look at Gordon, I consider him because that price, you look at who's around him at that price, and it's embarrassing for him. I mean, there's guys that come off the bench and play 15, 18 minutes. They're priced the same as him. So, I mean, that's how far he's fallen DFS-wise and offensively, really, since he's been with the Nuggets. Uh, I just, you know, I'm going to keep doing like you are, just ignore it and not get tempted uh, he will probably have a decent game at some point, but I'm not going to risk it. Um, you know, Porter, you know, do you go with Porter or Jokic with Davis-type defense and Drummond's big body? I don't think it's necessary. Um, possibility for a P.J. Dozier, um, you know, his minutes have been here and there. He's getting uh, a little healthier himself, maybe as a punt play. Capazzo, you know, I've played him a few times. He's been okay. But if Caruso's going to be his main matchup, Caruso's a dog on defense. He's going to harass the heck out of uh, Faku, uh, Campazzo. Um, So I'm not crazy about that either. So, again, you know, at 7.30, I'm going to be watching that game, and I might be able to go to bed either as a winner or loser at about 10. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't have much exposure in these late games, and I've got to do my homework just to be able to painfully select an after-hour slate, you know? That's right. We will mostly be fading it on the main slate, but we will be ready to dissect it for the after-hour slate. And if you're new to the program, we do provide full lineups to our members on FanDuel and Yahoo for these slates and the DraftKings Coaches Clipboard. So jump in with us and take advantage of that. Uh, go to dfscoachtalk.com, select whichever length of membership you'd like, and then we will send you an email to get you into our Discord. We give out those main slate lineups about 20 to 30 minutes before lock, and then the after hours uh, lineups about 20 minutes before that lock. So we're following that news all the way through the evening, and we've got a great collection of members who are chipping in and, and keeping an eye on things for us as well. So tremendous community. We'd love to have you join us. Any questions, reach out to us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. You can also follow the coach at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. You can find me at Language Olympic. And if you are watching on YouTube, we'd love for you to subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Uh, So go ahead and do that. If you don't mind, uh, we'll continue to do this podcast seven days a week in front of the paywall for you. Uh, Any final thoughts here, Coach? Yeah, I have a real quick impromptu question that we're going to give away a three-day membership for the first person that responds to this question correctly on YouTube. So our main man, Joe Stanton, is ratcheting up 
you know, getting the name, our name out there, doing a phenomenal job. And he had recommended that we do a contest. So here's the question for a free three-day membership with Coach Talk. Who currently leads the NBA this season, 2020-2021 season, in charges taken? Not per game, total charges taken in the NBA. And you can't say it, Andrew. Do you know that answer, though? Oh, I'm not even going to give any hints. Ah, okay. So whoever responds in, on YouTube with that correctly, uh, when you respond, uh, we'll, we'll uh, announce who the winner is. And then we, all we need is your email and your name. And we will, uh, Joe will get that uh, three-day membership out to you. So let's crush it today. We'll go for a three, three days in a row with some big winners and then just keep rolling it all week. So Fantastic. Great stuff, Andrew. Great to have you back, man. Those shows get lonely on the weekends. <laughs> uh, thanks. Great to be back. And again, great performance over the weekend. So we are going to try to keep it rolling tonight. So thank you all for tuning in on behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team. I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.